We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is, this is, this is, this is. Heat, heat beat, heat beat, heat beat. With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ricardo Navas. And with me today, and I hope you all understand what a fucking pain in the ass this has been getting everybody on. I have a lot. Okay, we're, we're going to call this the cluster bleep because that's what this is. This started off as an idea. Actually, um, Alf and I talked about this a couple weeks ago about having like kind of like an ESPN. You know, they do like the five on five predictions midseason stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe we should do a Heat Twitter roundtable podcast. Right. So we have this idea and we're trying to set this up. And I'm like, who are the best and smartest and most influential voices in Twitter? Uh, thankfully, some of them wrote for us. So it was, it was kind of so we're trying to schedule all these guys on. Right. So we finally, through the hard uh, process of getting a day, we settle on Saturday at six. It is Saturday at 714. And we're finally <laughs> with me today. <laughs> is Brian Goins, who has been the co-host of mine since episode zero. We have Harrison Citrin, who is OG of Heat Beat Podcast, along with Jack Alfonso, who was here 15 minutes ago and got kicked out of the library because it took too long to start. So rest in peace, Jack. Uh, uh, Christian Hernandez, uh, Heat Beat veteran, was also supposed to be on with us, but I think he is in. he's up through a bender right now. He, he had too many mimosas today, and we can't find him. Uh, next, we have Alf, uh, Heat Twitter president or known as Greater Alf. So Alf's on the show with us. Then we have Leif, who I'm finally saying his name properly, uh, who is one of the newest additions to Heat Beat. And then finally, we have somebody's name who I'm still scared to say, Nikaios. 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 Okay, you may know him. Uh, Nikaios, follow him on Twitter. He's one of the best follows, and most of you probably do. So that is our ensemble cast for the day. Heat Boner was supposed to be on with us today. That would have made it even better. However, he had plans, and he could not move his schedule around, so that did not happen. We also tried to book Spoon today, but as you imagined, he is a mythical creature who could not be contacted. 
<laughs> Gentlemen, uh, how are you? I'll start with you, uh, Alf. How has your experience been trying to get this started? It's been hilarious. I didn't mess it up for the first time. So. That's right. Yeah, I feel great. I was on time, kind of. My mic is working. My headphones are working. It's <laughs> yeah, the little things, dude. I'm on my second cocktail. We're good. Know, let's Matt. roll. Let's roll, man. Okay, let's get started. So, yeah, uh, Friday, uh, yesterday, I'll call it the great scare of 2016. Uh, Leif, Bosch goes out, right? Or Bosch, Bosch drops out of the All-Star game after doing media like an hour before. Right? So you're thinking what? Like, Bosch goes down, and what are you thinking? The worst. The absolute worst. Uh, I don't know what... Um, We've like been conditioned to immediately go to the absolute worst scenario, but that's where my mind went. Uh, luckily, it looks like we escaped that crisis averted. Crisis averted. Uh, Nikaios, I I don't even know what you were thinking at the time because I couldn't really look at Twitter because uh, I was driving at the time. So, what were you when this goes down? What was your reaction? Nikaios. I kind of immediately went no, honestly. Because I had no clue what to expect. It was so random. I mean, I like immediately tweeted at. Go, go. No, you go. You're, you're good. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, no, you're good. Keep keep going. Oh, yeah. I immediately tweeted out. I was like, Chris Bosch isn't allowed to get hurt in January. I mean, in February anymore. <laughs> because of last year, I didn't want to deal with anything similar to that. He, he used up his injury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's it for him. <laughs> that's it man look lots once but so I, I think the funny part has been all the trade speculation and we're we're, we're about half a little more than halfway through the year and there's a lot of trade speculation going on and in particular he twitter is really obsessed with Al Horford Harrison why is he twitter obsessed with Al Horford because he doesn't shoot threes well he just started shooting threes and he's and shooting he's not very good 34 percent no I mean Bosch did the same thing Bosch started pretty slow shooting threes and now he's you know, an upper 38% three-point shooter, which you'll probably get better as his career goes on. I think they see similar things in his game. Uh, he's a great passer. You can put him uh, up in the uh, up high, and he can pass big-to-big passing. And he's a great shooter, great defender. So they like a lot of his game. Uh, yeah, I think that he would do real well with, like, a sniper at the four, a guy who can shoot above 40% from three. But Pass speed. Oh man, but I think uh, I think Horford would be a nice fit in the Heat offense, and I I see why people would like Horford playing for this team. But he's thirty four percent off three and a half makes. Like Alf, like do they need that? Well, it's not so much I think that they need that. I just think that they look at it as a replacement for Whiteside, and as an upgrade over Whiteside for what the Heat really want to do. Um, and when you look at when you look at the spacing uh, that would be involved if you have Bosch and Horford out there, um, I just think it'd be a lot. It it would go more towards what uh, Dragic likes to run, what it seems that Spolstra is preaching um, in practice. Um, so I just think that's I think that's what it, I think that's what a lot of people are looking at it, where we see the white side Bosch, uh, uh, the white side Bosch combination just isn't working right now. Well, I think people look at a Horford-Bosch combination and say that could really work for the Heat. I, would, I have to say something. This is way too formal. If you guys have some shit to say, come in and say it. I'm not. This is not a Republican debate. Where I have to. You're all quiet and well behaved. Like this is not how. This is not how Heapy does things. So I, I, I think we're. I think we're trying to avoid like being choppy and stepping on each other's toes because yeah, there's we're so not, many. 
We're not talking over Voices each other. Voices in a room. Yeah, exactly. We got to be more ourselves. You know, don't be so formal. So we're, you... we're, try- we're trying not to be the fucking E-Read show is what we're trying not to do. Beefing <laughs> <laughs> with Leroy, like, publicly. <laughs> oh, me. He was being so nice to you on Twitter, and you're just like, keep going. And I was like, oh. I was on, like, my third drink. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> Dude, he was like, no, he's trying you know to be nice. <laughs> You know what it really is? It's just I'm tired of like the, the, the fat jokes. I mean, what are we in t- ninth grade? Like, it is, he's constantly with the fat jokes. I'm, and I've met Beast. Beast is a really cool guy. He's a really nice guy. And I, you know, he's also a really I'm not gonna, guy. Yeah, he's really fat, but he's cool as shit. And like, like five days a week, fat jokes. Like, okay, come on, we get it, dude. Like, the guy's fat. Can we move on from this right he now? He was so cordial with you, and you just kept going. And I was like, man, I wonder if he's gonna snap. Well, he hadn't been drinking, so it's not fair. <laughs> if he had been drinking, yeah, it'd been a lot more fun. I've been having a Twitter conversation with uh, Jack Alfonso, and he's like, he's like, no, forget it, I'm done. And I'm like, fuck you. And he goes, listen, I was trying, I was ready. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but what does that mean? He, what does he have a computer that doesn't have Skype? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. And then they kick him out of the library. No, he was in. He was in a room he wasn't supposed to be in. You know, Jack's doing things he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Hiles, why don't you own a laptop? Man, I have a laptop, but I don't have Wi-Fi at my house, so I'm like at my friend's house using his Wi-Fi. Oh man, really? It's just. Oh yeah, I had to do what I had to do. One of the best bloggers doesn't have Wi-Fi at his house, man. You you, you hustle. Yeah, I do everything on my phone. It's it really a hassle. Do you Holy write crap. on your phone? I wow, do. I was right. So you do? So you write on your yeah. phone? What do you use? Do you use oh, like yeah. the notes? I um, got the yeah, write it in a Twitter draft, copy and paste it to my site template. That's amazing. And then it gets edited, and wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. And you can still do grammar. Wait, Gianni, you should take notes. No, man, listen. (laughs) You somehow misspell less things than I do. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Nick, guys, what do you think of the Al Horford stuff? Because that's something that I found funny, how everybody wants them. And I look at them like, I'd rather get somebody else. I think people, I am all for it. You're all for it? I am all for it. Oh, because he's not helping spacing. How is he not helping spacing? No, he would help. Well, because you have to put him in the pick. Well, if you use him, you have to put him in the pick and roll because he's not the shooter that Bosch is. So by yeah, putting but he, doesn't, he doesn't camp out in the paint. He's not white star. No, but if you, but yeah, but what are you gonna shoot mid range shots like? I mean, he floats around the elbows. I mean, he's really good. If anything, you have a Bosch Horford front court, you could pretty much invert the offense, kind of like we did when we had Ron when we surrounded him with shooters. We kind of that same. Logic, I see. That's this. But I, I, I think another huge part of that, though, too, is that you know when you have to play only one big in so many different scenarios. If you had Bosch and Horford, although they could play together, uh, you have the benefit of also playing them by themselves. You know, as the only big in the lineup, and you don't lose much of the versatility and the passing and the high IQ basketball. Um, so right. that's I think part of the upside of having a Horford with a Bosch. Right. Somebody's yeah. trying to break into a room. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I hear some calls for someone's father. Yeah, no, yeah. so s- somebody really wants their dad. <laughs> Those are your kids, Al? No, no, no that's no. fine, but yeah, let me meet the mic and let me tell you, can you guys... Go yeah, be we dad. can edit this out. Yeah, go be a dad. <laughs> this is Don't edit that out. It's awesome. Okay, yeah, fine. We'll just mute him. Yeah, no, I, I just real think... Life that... Go ahead, Nikaios. 
I just think the Heat oh, need no, more players that they can uh, they can go to uh, in the game. Like I was at the Spurs game the other night, and Goran was sitting with foul trouble, and Spo was sitting Wade and Bosch at the same time. That lineup was trash, and he oh. ran it out there twice. And I just think if you know if you got an Al Horford, that's the guy you could you could run your offense through Al Horford. You can run your offense through a Nick Batum or whoever else is available in free agency. I think that's what the Heat need instead of. Everyone wants to run the offense. I keep reading things about running the offense through Whiteside, who's the worst. Who says that? Pl- You're a liar. Nobody says that. I've read no. it quite a few times. No, I don't believe nobody it. Credible says that. Yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody Dumbass Heat Twitter says it all the time. <laughs> oh, that, and, no, I, <laughs> and I argue with them constantly. Alf, what was it that you sent me? I want to bring this up now because I think it's, you sent me that we have to talk about this on the show, which is how dumb is Heat? How dumb are Heat fans? No, oh, I said, like, I. At the halfway point, how do you feel about Heat fans now compared to the big three years? And I just feel like they're stupid and spoiled, like really, really stupid. Like, like, like Nikias was saying, there are people who say, oh, run the offense to Whiteside. Like, it's 1993. Like, I don't even understand where these people are coming from. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They, if Spoon was still alive, he would be devastated by what's going on. And I think it's a lot of it is just you have a lot of kids who were maybe, you know, 14, 15, 16 in 2010, and now they're 20, 21, and they're on Twitter, and all they know is complete dominance, flying death machine, cobra dick, kill everybody, <laughs> we're the best. And and now, now they're, they're looking at the Miami Heat, and they don't see it, and they don't even understand how to deal with the regular NBA season. 82 games, you're going to lose the Nets on some nights. It's just going to happen. And they're just they 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 don't get it. They can't even grasp it. You sound it's so it's so bizarre and frustrating. I I often have to just stop because some of the stuff I read is just uh, it makes me frustrated just thinking about it. See, you're smarter than me because you stop. I just keep going and I argue to two o'clock in the morning. Did you and then I got stuff to... that Ethan has to read people that tell him like the comments that people send uh, him. Like, Dude, I read they, them. Were... they make they're cringeworthy. There was a guy on Ethan's uh, Ethan's timeline today slandering Wade's kid. What? Like, <laughs> wait, what? Why? God, what happened? I there? swear, like, it's I, I was. You can look at my timeline. I was arguing with the guy. I was like, "What do you?" He's like, "Oh, what is he signing autographs for?" And like, uh, Ethan's like, "You know, he's a really good basketball player." And he's like, "Yeah, maybe he'll make the high school team." I'm like, "Dude, you're talking about a 12 year old. Like, what's wrong with you?" And like, this is what he deals with all the time. I don't. I couldn't even imagine. He never answers people. <laughs> Who? Ethan, like he, yeah, he, he used to answer people all the time. Like there was a time where he would respond to almost everyone who tweeted at him, but it's just not feasible anymore. Because <laughs> he gets guys like that. I mean, it's just when he, he and then I start arguing with him, and I see he has twenty five followers, and I'm the jackass now. Oh man, <laughs> that Toronto guy that everyone was fighting with today. I didn't see that. Yeah, I know you did because you tweeted him and said you're a special kind of stupid. He was saying how. Oh, boss, I did. How I boss forget. is soft. Uh, uh, Nikias Harrison, did you guys see that? Yes, I uh, saw I it. I, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Early. I just didn't comment. I'm so done with my mentions this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but you got followed back by Ethan, though, so that's good. I did, yeah, that was the one good thing that came out of that whole Wade debacle. I'm just done with my mentions. Wait, oh, that's right. Hold on. Can you tell the audience what you were saying that got everyone mad at you? Oh, man. Man. I guess first I have to start off by saying I love Dwayne Wade because apparently nobody believes that now. I don't believe <laughs> See, here we go. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, 
James Hollis, aka Snotty Drippin, had a tweet the other day, and he was like, "Retweet with an unpopular opinion." And I said I wouldn't be upset if this was Wade's last year in Miami, basically because we committed five years and eighty plus million dollars to go on Drogic, and he needs spacing and he wants to run, and we can't do that with Dwayne Wade in a major role. So I'm pretty much in a mindset of bring him back as a six man or let him go, try to get somebody like Nick Batum to fill the two spot, and then run. Because it doesn't make much sense to make that kind of commitment and give up those kind of picks for a point guard and then pretty much minimize them so Dwayne Wade can do what he wants to do. I, I really think that uh, when we made that move for Gorn, that Riley had some feeling that Wade might not have been back this past summer. And I think that that partly led to him making that move and going all in on Goran Dragic because he had a backup plan in terms of a playmaker and a score uh, in the backcourt. I just have to feel like, because the fit is so weird, that that had to factor in at some point in the decision-making. Aren't they still a positive on the year, though, that, that duo that's played a lot of minutes? I can look it up right now. I, I, I was actually looking it up now. I hope somebody knew off the top of their yeah, head. Yeah, but but you're but you're not maximizing Drogic with. I feel the same way. Uh, like, I I think the problem with Heat Twitter in general is that it's like one extreme or the other. Like, why can't you really enjoy yes. what he's doing and also realize that you know if he doesn't come back, that might be the best thing for the team. There's a one guy who just like, I think he, I think he licks Wade's jockstrap, you know? So it's like at some point, a diva nut hugger. At some, like I love Dwayne Wade's my favorite basketball player that I've ever watched. But at the same time, like if the team could run better without him, then, and that's a move that they'd like to make, they can do that too. I mean, I think Wade is coming back now because of all the comments he's made. I think he's going to take less to come back to Miami. So they need to look into whether moving Drogic is the right answer or getting more shooters. I really think this team with two or three more shooters is a completely different team, and we're not even having these discussions. Well, so that's another thing. Wade has played got- a, a, a little bit over 1,000 minutes with Goron, and they're pretty much a neutral net rating, uh, plus .02. So do that. But do, you, do you guys think that I, I, I'm uh, over the last – you know, since the beginning of January, or actually since Goran came back from his injury, do you guys still feel like Wade's dominating the ball in the first three quarters, or is he deferring to Dragic a lot? It, I feel that's what I'm seeing. I feel like he's deferring a lot. Maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't say a lot. I think he's deferring more, which is good. But, but I think it's basically a shadow of fourth, so I'm just not really feeling that. Well, I, I'm... But that, But I think in the fourth quarter, uh, Dwayne takes over. But here's the thing. When it comes to Dragic, when Dragic is even out there in the fourth without Wade, he's deferring to guys like Gerald Green. So is it Wade's fault or is it Dragic's fault? Because in the fourth fourth quarter, Wade doesn't have to be out there for Dragic to disappear. Dragic disappears anyway. And I love Dragic. I'm not saying trade Dragic or any of that crap. I'm just saying, like, is it Wade's fault or is Dragic just not assertive enough? I think it's a mix of both. In terms of what you guys were saying, and Brian, you have to fucking talk more. Well, you guys, I'm talking with seven people on a chat. I I used to do podcasts with three people, and that was hard for me. Stop being Goran Dragic. You've got to be more assertive. Exactly. Yeah. I am Goran Dragic in this podcast. <laughs> I got some numbers. High efficiency uh, below usage. Exactly. Your, uh, <laughs> your high shooting percentage. Uh, got some usage numbers on Dwayne in February. His usage has just gone up to 32 since Goran has come back. So 
I like it. Oh, what? Wait, no, wait, you just. <laughs> oh, no. I <laughs> wait. I think when Gorn was out, one thing that they realized, and I think Dwayne realized it, is that um, at least he directs traffic and he gets guys where they need to be. Um, the offense obviously flows better. There's not as many turnovers. So that might be a little bit of why you see or why it might feel like Wade is deferring. But overall, it's not really necessarily, you know, happening in the metrics. Um, but they are, I, I mean, I, Gorn is also, he's looked more comfortable. He's not always as aggressive as I'd like him to be, but he's been more comfortable, I would say. In February, Gorn's usage is the lowest that it's been since the two games in October. He's pretty much hovered around 20 in February. He's at 18 in the five how, games. How many, wait, how many games? Five games? Yeah. And every other month, it's 9, 14, 14. So, obviously, smaller sample. But in the in, since he's come back from injury, um, it would appear that his usage has gone down and Dwayne's has gone up. So, so basically, everything everything yeah. I said, you just debunk with your stupid numbers. Yeah, dude. I know. Facts. God, you know, sue me. Fuck you, fuck you and your stats. <laughs> <laughs> I believe my eyes, <laughs> damn it. Learn, learn the game, box score watch. I, I sound like a former player. I know, dude. You sound like Charles Barkley. <laughs> Oh, God. Don't even get me started. So horrible. Barkley off the air, please. He's so bad. He was, did this happen? Has he always been this bad, or did we just start when? chasing? No. Yeah. Like, at Barkley, this point, the... he tries to be this bad. What'd you say? I said, at this point, he tries to be this bad. No, I can't be. No, yeah, the thing I, is, I, it's a Barkley was a lot better when there was less information available. Now there's more information available, and you can just and you basically see through all of Barkley's bullshit. My favorite right. is when he said Hassan wasn't a good rebounder, and Hassan tweeted, "I'm leading. I'm like third in the league under 20 minutes or something." Like Who's, who said no, that? Because the more that the more that Barkley has to read, uh, the more issues he's gonna have. He, I don't know if the, I, I don't think he watches any of these <laughs> games. I don't think he. I don't think he's ever watched the Warriors play basketball. Oh yeah. Oh, he doesn't. He does not watch any games. He's not broadcasting. He I was care. bragging that he saw the whole Thunder OKC game. Yeah, he just the first game he tuned into. He absolutely hates small ball in any form, um, because it. Uh, I think it goes away from what he thrived in when he was, you know, playing his power basketball at the, you know, at power forward. Uh, he was he a small was, guy playing he power was, basketball. He was. Dude, small, he, which is he was like a. He was a quintessential small ball power forward. Like he was, he was almost Draymond before Draymond, except he couldn't defend. But <laughs> savage. As far as as far as offensively, assists, he could shoot. They didn't shoot as many threes back then, but he could shoot. He could do a lot of the same things Draymond's doing. But I guess maybe now that it's in vogue and he's not as special anymore, it bothers him. Did you see Draymond's pimp jacket last night? Yeah. Oh, how, how many animals do you think were murdered to make that thing? Don't don't tell PETA. Oh, they are all. <laughs> they're they're gonna descend upon Draymond's house. That was I'm amazing. So, I'm so sick of NBA fashion, man. It's just. Why are you sick of it, man? They're having fun. Because I'm old. Yeah, and... you do. You sound so old. I'm so, I'm so like I like Allen Iverson showed up in a in a white T-shirt and some gold chains and I was like that's the hell I'm talking about. That's because he's having money and remember, huh? That's because Allen Iverson's poor now. Well, hey, listen, I like I like my basketball players to look poor. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't. I don't sound like, like Donald Sterling like, now. I don't like tight jeans and all <laughs> kinds of crazy crap. Oof. Like Dwayne, like I almost disowned Dwayne Wade a couple times for some of those pants. Oh, the capris, no, the, the, oh, yeah. the pants that don't that don't touch the like the foot. I don't know what the fuck those capris, are. Capris, capris. He was wearing yeah, some really tight ones. 
His his Dwayne Snapchat. He was uh, wearing some questionably tight pants. I'll say. What? <laughs> Do you remember the finals runs where the offense he pulled out? That like he looked like he stole like a like someone's curtain or something and turned into a shirt. It looks like timeshare curtains. I mean, yeah, that was that was the worst thing. Ever. I mean, it looked like he had his person. What happened? We have a visitor. Oh. Leif, does he want to? Does he have a hot take? Nah, no hot takes. No hot takes. Okay, that's fine. Leif, son, to the picture. (laughs) You might have a hot. You guys, you guys remember that jacket? It looked like he stole off a lady at Century Village. (laughs) (laughs) That thing was rough, and like I love Dwayne. I guess I don't get it. I guess I just don't get it. I I wouldn't wear that stuff either, but I'm also a fat white guy, so it's not like I could be wearing that if I wanted to. But I'm the same age as Dwayne, so I don't even understand. Oh, are you? I don't don't know. I'm the same age also, 34. Washed, yo. You're right. You guys are so washed. Dude, I still wear wear baggy jeans, and I get yelled at by my wife. But I'm like, yo, these are skirball jeans. That's so 2005. They're, I wear, like, Coogee jeans. I'm like, they were hot, like, back in, like, 2002. Like, what are you talking I about? I used to be yelled at for wanting to wear baggy jeans and big shirts. I was, like, not allowed. Oh. It's like, no, it's the style. And they're like, no, you can't. Well, you have uh, you have uh, immigrant parents, right? Yes, I have suburban yeah, immigrant parents. I, I have Haitian parents. I, was, every t- I, I, I wasn't allowed to go out the house looking like a black American. That's, a, that's what I was told all the time. My friends are like the a, same. My Haitian friends said the same thing. Yeah, you look like a black American. I'm like, well, I kind of am, kind of. Here's a polo. Yeah, I don't want to dress like an old Haitian. What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you seen that old Haitian dress? It's yeah. 95, on the, de- it was on 95 degrees outside. Yeah. On the, on the jitney, yeah? <laughs> yeah, 95 degrees outside. These cats have suits on. I'm like, nah, like, oh. Hardcore. I'm good. I'm trying to play basketball. <laughs> you ball off. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't, can't so, play basketball with penny loafers <laughs> on. What are you talking about? So, so are you all excited for Hassan Whiteside to be gone? No, man. I like Hassan. Yeah. Is it happening before the deadline or next year? I say deadline. They're I, shopping him hard. No, wait, no, nobody's gonna take. I it. think that elbow to. I think so. The elbow no, to that Frankenstein was his last glorified him. moment. Nikaios, you think somebody will take him? I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like was, I'm at the I'm at the point where I'll take Courtney Lee. And no, dude, Courtney Lee's still living off making a final scene with the magic that people keep wanting him and missing that layup. Yo, who just said? Wait, who said Courtney Lee? Leif. I'll turn your location on, son. I'll be there. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's how done I am with Hassan. It's not that has nothing to do with me liking Courtney Lee. Oh, I was about um, to say you put Courtney Lee on my basketball team. We're throwing hands. <laughs> Putting paws on me. Oh man. Hassan blocked me on Twitter, so I guess I'm a little partial really? now. Why? Uh, I have no idea because I I never added his handle to any of my tweets, so he must be searching his name. Oh, he um, searches his name. I wonder if yeah. I mean, guys, I was at the Spurs game where he threw a bow. I was at the Suns game where he tackled Alex Len. I am not good at, Good luck for Whiteside at all. But that, was not solid, that was a solid elbow. Oh, and Boban is very, I mean, that's the biggest guy I've ever seen in person. He's a he's an absolute, like, giant. He should start being cast in all the movies. It's just like, he's a huge person. <laughs> I mean, he's at least, what, what, is, what is Whiteside, 7'1", seven, 7'2"? Seven, he's like 7'6", seven, 7'5"? I mean, he's a monster. 
I've never he seen anyone like, that big before. He looks like a monster. Did you have to be to like elbow somebody like four or five inches taller than you? The solid elbow, man. Yeah, that's deliberate as shit. <laughs> like you can't. You can't. You can't, man. Oh, you know, I, I actually want to talk about Hassan because his offense is so bad. Like when they post him up and. He keeps doing the same things. It's wait, wait, triple, wait, wait, triple wait, spin up. hook. Whoa, 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 whoa. I watched the Sun Sports broadcast, and Tony Fiorentino says Whiteside has excellent footwork. No, yeah, that's... So, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Do you think I, they no. believe that? I don't know what they believe, but they keep saying the same bullshit over and over again that, that Hassan Whiteside has excellent footwork. So, I believe it. I'm sorry. Well, I, yeah, I thought it was weird because he footwork on the one move that he does repeatedly. <laughs> but it's, it's like that's all he has. Yeah. Well, I, it's the I, drop step. I thought, they just got, I thought they just got sensitive because it seems like they were taking a shot at Riz's article that, that he would be better without Hassan. And then they... they were, they've been doing that before that. Like, yeah, he no, would... He'll do a spin move where he trips over his own foot, throws it up, and because his arms can reach the rim uh, from his knees, and he makes a layup like, excellent footwork, Eric. No, it was not excellent footwork. He fell over himself. Every other time he does that, he gets stripped by a six-foot-three guy. So that was a terrible impression. Yeah, wait, his footwork oh, come on. Such, what happened? It would be unfair. If what? I said, if his footwork matched his touch, he would be unfair. He does have but good it doesn't touch. at all. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, he has that one. Oh, I was looking at, I was watching some film uh, looking at the assists because there aren't many of them. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, dude, it's like that. It's like, but a lot of them are by accident. My favorite one was Hassan tries some weird Euro step thing and he nearly trips over himself. And Bosch happens to be next to him. So he like hands it to Bosch as he's falling over, and then Bosch makes a layup. It's like there are a, lot, a lot of them are like that. And you're wondering why people want Al Horford. I mean, no, I know. But I, mean, <laughs> I wonder. Like, Al Horford ain't doing it with blocks. <laughs> exactly. He's not. Or with his elbows, or <laughs> nobody's getting ejected with elbows. No, but. The, uh... <laughs> Was, that, was that a flagrant too? Do you guys no, think that was wasn't, a flagrant? dude. Get that out of here. No. Uh, you make contact Charles. above the neck, you can throw someone out of the game. Charles Oakley and PJ Brown are not, they didn't die for this, man. Exactly. Thank I, you. I love the Oakley story is that he had somebody <laughs> hold a baby to slap the guy. Have Anthony you guys heard Mason that? I've never heard that. Oh yeah, God. we made someone hold somebody else's baby so yeah, yeah, he could slap him. Brian, do you have an opinion on Whiteside? Because you're just very quiet and you're you're you're, you're being Gorondragic again. Uh, there's moments where I love him. There's moments where I hate him. So I I guess I'm removed from that incident a few days ago. And you know what? I still fucking hate him. <laughs> do you like do you, do you like unleashed right. Whiteside off the bench that they just like let him go and do whatever he wants? <sighs> I like him, but eighteen to twenty minutes. Here, here's the, here's the dilemma that we we're still facing. Like, at what point are we gonna accept him on the team, pay him the amount of money, and then find a way to get three point shooting? There's like no scenario where we can keep the same cast as, as it is. So we gotta find the odd man out. I'm sorry, well, but I'm I keeping think... way on the team instead of Whiteside if we're no, gonna I, keep I, one I, and two. I, I don't I don't advocate for getting rid of for keeping Hassan. I don't think he fits, and I, I, I like one big. I think Miami is going to be best with one big boss and oh, some absolutely. sort of shooter. Yeah, so going forward, I think that that is pretty obvious what they should do. 
What my objection has always been is these people that swear that Hassan Whiteside is, how do I put this, uh, an, uh, an incapable basketball player. Because that's not what he is. He's a terrible fit for this team. He does. He's a very limited player, but he doesn't belong in the D League or anything, which I think a lot of people make him seem. Well, I, I think know, a lot of people also. Go ahead, Harrison. <laughs> no, Brian, you get to fucking. No, talk. Brian, Never. Brian, go, okay. go, go. Well, here's here's what I think. A lot of people see the potential in him still today. I mean, even though he's what 25, 26, and this is only his really his second full year in the NBA. What I get the feeling is people just think his basketball IQ is really what's hindering his potential, and I feel like people still think that he can be like a twenty ten machine like DeAndre Jordan can be at, at nights. DeAndre's not, but DeAndre's well, he's, he doesn't score twenty. But I mean, I'm just getting to the point where like he can be. I mean, an all star. He was an all star this year, but he could be an all star year in year out. No, he can't. I think he no. could if if he I, was smart. Yeah, if he had a smart IQ. To to drastically improve. No, but he. Turned I'm talking about a Hassan Whiteside with a brain. Yeah, but he, who's <laughs> going to give him a brain? I mean, Pat exactly. Brain, he's not that. Which great. is why I think people are keep um, keep wishing that we can keep him because you we can keep can grooming him. But I feel like this is it. This is all we're going to get from Whiteside. He's not going to set screens for you. And, and and that's the thing. Whiteside is fine. The problem is you just can't give him that much money this summer. Yeah, that's... I mean, that was the point. Like, he, Hassan could be a really good role player, but he needs to understand that role, which he never will. And so my point yeah. that everyone gets mad at me about was that someone's going to max him out this summer or give him a lot of money. It's not going to be the Heat, so let's move on. If that means trading him now, if you can get a shooter, fine. If that means you know, letting him walk and using the cap space that you would have allotted to him, that's fine too. Because at first I was thinking, oh, if you can get Hassan for 10 mil a year, I'm in, right? Like, he's a... But, but now... And I'm telling you, no one believed me. They think I make shit up. I was sitting very close to Pat Riley and Alonzo Morning on uh, Tuesday night. Riley had his he had his hand like covering his face. He looked completely disgusted after the elbow. And Morning turns to Riley and says, "He j- he's never gonna get it, is he?" That was his. Qu- I read his lips. I don't. But I I think you think you're better at reading lips than you think. Although yeah, I'm an excellent. The- I'm, an ex- I'm excellent at reading lips, and I was right there. I saw. I mean, because I, I looked over, I Wait. knew the. I was like very good sideline reporter. It you know, must report. Paint this. Paint yeah. the scenario. Believe, How far away are you from? Believe Harrison. Right. Yeah. Paint the scenario. Right. I, I just Harrison. I really want to get a good, better idea. How far? Like, how many seats away are you from Riley? Like, I sit. Well, my we have. If those, the, when I'm sitting in the are good seats. Are you cross-examining the witness? Exactly. That's what I want to see. I'm in row three in 117, like uh, eight seats over. So here and then just right right over yonder is Riley. Like, oh, Riley doesn't usually sit there. That's like, usually Zoe's seat. Yeah, no, Zoe and, and Timmy used to sit there. Yeah, it's like Zoe. Yeah, and then it's normally like Zoe. Uh, Ferentino sits there during um, games that he's not calling, and maybe uh, Rostin's there sometimes. It's normally like, or McAdoo. It Does Ferentino talk Zoe's ear off? No, he like he says hi and then they sit down and then maybe they'll like say something over the stats and that's it. I think he knows like he'll kill him if he says anything. Yeah, he's not allowed to talk to him. <laughs> Zoe is Zoe does not like a lot of like contact over there. He's just on his flip phone, yeah, probably dude. looking through <laughs> all the pictures. Scowling. Yeah. Leif, yeah. Leif, you've been quiet. Well, I just I wanted to say that what Harrison is saying to you guys is absolutely true in terms of the way those guys feel about Hassan. They are at their wits' end with 
all of the antics with the limitations on offense, um, not buying into a lot of the culture that um, that they are, you know, famous for. That's that stuff is all very real. That it really is. Well, and I'm not one to really care about culture and all that stuff, and I'm not a big believer in that. But what I do think is a big problem with him is more so than any of that, which he is a little childish, and I don't think that matters much, but it's his limitations on... on, I think the defensive things can be fixed. I do think that that's something that if he gets a contract and has security, I do think that you can kind of fix that and kind of train him to really... Because I don't think he's a... I don't think he doesn't have ability as a defender. I just think he's very concerned with getting numbers in a contract. The offense is what I'm more concerned about because he really sets bad screens, and I don't know how teachable that is. It, to me, it would seem something that's easy to teach, but then why isn't everybody a good screener? Kind of like that. So I'm, I'm always in that position with him. Of I don't want him here, but how will he fare somewhere else? Somebody. Let the Lakers figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean... Let the Lakers figure before... it out. Before we even have to worry about that, he'll have a max offer sheet on his table on July 1st, and we will move on because we'll be on the phone with other people. Like Al Horford. Al Horford. I want, want and- Batum, yeah. man. I really want Batum. Yeah, I want Horford and Batum. You- I just want Batum and somebody else. I don't want Horford. Why don't you want Horford? Because I don't want a guy that doesn't shoot threes. I don't think that works, and you think he's going to get better, and I'm not so sure he's going to get better because my thing is – when you have Horford on the team, you have a guy that is probably going to want to shoot more. He's shooting 34%. And the more threes he shoots, he's not going to get better at it. You know, it, it's a gradual improvement. And, and but, I mean, do you just want five guys on the floor that shoot threes all no. day? I mean, I mean, that's kind of where we're going with the league. My, but my main argument with getting a big guy who can't shoot more so than any other position is that when you go in the pick and roll, and they're going to be a hip pick and roll heavy team as they've been, you have to put Horford in the pick and roll because Bosch is a better shooter. And by doing that, you diminish Bosch's value by making him be a spot-up shooter because you're forced to put Horford in the pick and roll because he's not as good. He's not spacing the floor as well, and he's not even the pick and roll player that Bosch is. By putting Bosch in the pick and roll and having shooters around him, you not only maximize Bosch's player as a screener, a roller, a finisher who is very efficient by the rim, who can do so many things, you diminish him by doing anything else. So that's always been my objection with pairing him with another big who can't shoot as well. So how I mean, would you I fix still think with Horford, Am I, with Horford you, I think with Horford, you you still have to respect his shot. So I mean, I mean, Luol Deng is shooting that. I mean, we don't we complain about Luol Deng, and Horford's basically Luol Deng from three. That's just disrespectful, man. <laughs> You can't do that, dude. You can't do that, damn. But hold on. Did, did I say anything that was not true? I mean, comparing basically Luol Deng's mid-range shooting to Al Horford or my interpretation? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm talking about three-point shooting. Luol Deng is 36% this year. Oh, 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 okay. okay, Off, okay so. They're shooting the same but, amount of attempts, just 3.4, that, and Luol Deng's 36%. The thing I would argue, Johnny, there's other ways to spread the floor besides three-point shooting. I mean, Bosch spread the floor before he started shooting threes just just by his mid-range shot. And I think Al Horford d- demands almost that kind of respect for the mid-range but that Bosch did. But if you're competing with the Warriors and the Spurs, you need threes. And if we can't chase San Antonio and Golden State. Well, that's what you're going to be no, playing. Go- but if your if your if your starting lineup consists of Bosch, Horford, and Batum as your as your front court, 
I think that I think you have some shooting there with with Dragic and Wade in the backcourt. To me, I mean that's to me this summer my my biggest free agent targets would be Batum and Horford. I, I agree with Batum, but I just I, 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 you'd have to commit a lot of money to a guy that's essentially going to be a spot up shooter in a lot of situations. I like where we're going with this. In fact, I want to ask all of you, uh, just. It, you're, you're the GM. Well, Brian, Brian, you're, you're the GM. You're Pat Riley. We'll How will you fix the heat? No, I'm going to be the host for a second. I was like, wait, I'm the host. <laughs> the heat? I mean, like, what's your, what's you, your, free, yeah, what's your free agency master plan slash trade deadline master plan? Like, you're Pat Riley. You're in his shoes. How do you fix the heat? Uh, I do that trade that's floating around for Omri Caspi because it gives you a really cheap shooter for this year and next. I'm all about that, man. So he's like three mil next year. That's really low. I think Wade will come back for like 10 to 12 for a couple of years. I think that's just what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, I think you go after the next big fish. I, you know, I think Durant, Durant will either sign a one year to stay in Oklahoma city and then pair up his free agency with Westbrook or he'll go to the warriors or something nuts. So yeah, you probably go after Horford or Batum and that's your money. Sign a couple other shooters and you got a much better team than you have now. Bradley Beal's going to be available. Yeah, but he's nope. hurt. Isn't he restricted too? So there's really no chance of him. Mike Conley's available. I like Mike Conley trading for Goran Dragic opens up more cat space. In you fact, cannot Mike... trade Goran Dragic after I, he I just know. long-term committed here and just say, never mind, bye. I mean, did he have a first-round pick Barnes that can give back to us? Available. I feel like that would have Barnes to be a trade. If we ever did a trade for Conley, they would have to give back a first-round pick to us. You only talk over me. Because <laughs> this is how I do it in real life. You know that, right? Because you only talk over me. <laughs> guys, any, 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 any guys you look at in free agency and say yeah. that's a guy they should go after? Alf. Oh, no, I already said my guys. It would be I, – I kind of – I agree with Harrison. I mean, I go, with, I go to Armory Caspi. I, I would pick him up, and you know, listen, we're not we're not winning the championship this year. But pick up Armory Caspi if it means losing TJ, if it means losing Stokes, uh, I don't care. I mean, uh, T like TJ's a nice player, but I'm not Mike Ryan telling you that guy's a starting point guard in the NBA. Um, I, I don't care about losing TJ. Um, but that but my biggest thing in free agency would be you know, guys like Horford, guys like Batum. Uh, especially a guy like Batum. If it's not Batum, a guy like Batum, uh, a, a, a small forward w- with with a wingspan that can shoot, and that's it. I, I think an interesting aspect of this is that if you are going to assume that we keep Gorn and we pay Chris Bosh what he's being paid and Wade comes back even at a moderate number, you can't afford Batum and Horford or Batum and Ryan Anderson. Um, Damn it. You would, you would need Wade to take that a mini mid-level or whatever it's called, uh, you know, with a promise of getting taken care of in the future. And I think that that's unrealistic, too. So it, it's really a balancing act if we can make the pieces fit and add enough in the offseason uh, with the current cast. I know that that's grim, but that's no. Give me, give me one of those guys. Give me Batum, give me Horford, and then give me like I want Jared Dudley, man, shooting forty five percent from three, long armed, big body. That's who. That's a guy like that. Not someone who's going to break the bank. He's probably at the end of his career. But Chandler Parsons. No, I don't want Chandler. Forty percent three point shooter hasn't really had that great a year. Might come a little cheaper than expected. 
not, not next year. Not next. He's going to be expensive. Is he? I mean, he's not coming off great, great year. Everyone's going to be expensive next year. If Hassan's going to be expensive, Chandler Parsons is going to be expensive. I mean, Chandler Parsons is a perimeter player, dime a dozen, averaging 12 points, playing 37, uh, 28 minutes. I mean, like, it's not like. Parsons played well as of late, though. He started out on the minutes restriction and whatnot. He's been flaming lately. I wouldn't sell him short. 40% from three is good on three and 3.7 attempts, which is what I like, and 48% from the field overall. But, I mean, he's a guy that I would imagine that they would kind of like. But I'm going to ask you guys, realistically, right now, what what should the Heat starting lineup be going going throughout the rest of the season? This season? This season. Good and I'm not talking about any crazy trades. We're not getting out for it. We're not. The hell was that? There. Brian, was that you? Uh, no, someone's headphone came out. Oh. <laughs> It looks like um, but, um, from the reaction, it looks like it was late. Yeah. <laughs> He's just smiling and nodding. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, what what would you guys let's talk about this season, second half of the season? I like <laughs> Luol Dang at the four and Boss at the five. Uh, and by the way, the Hassan Whiteside at the five and Luol Dang at the four lineup is still very good and nobody even looks at it. We lost Nikaios. Uh, Nikaios. Who did we lose? We lost Nikaios. Okay. I think he's... Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm... Huh? I'm, I'm fine with that lineup. I guess I'm kind of interested in starting Winslow because he just seems, especially on the game on Tuesday, he just seemed like so hesitant, and I'd like him to just kind of get more into the flow of the offense. But I guess if they want to keep bringing him off the bench... So who plays the three then, assuming Hassan gets traded or doesn't isn't starting? Winslow. I don't, I don't mind Winslow. I don't I don't mind them putting Dang at the four, Winslow at the three, Wade at the two, and Drogic at the one. Well, if we yeah, trade Whiteside, I, yeah. I know you keep having Whiteside come off the bench. I do. I don't like them playing Boss and Hassan a lot together, and, and Spolster's been doing. No it. one. I think one big at a time. I like. To me, you put you the starting lineup is. Uh, Dragic, Wade, Bosch, Winslow, and Dang. I think now I think Dang's best position is the four. I think he would give a lot of other fours in the NBA fits with the way he cuts, the way he slashes. I think he shoots well enough from three to be a, a str- almost like a stretch four. I feel like Hassan is your first big off the bench. I feel like Hassan plays 20, 25 minutes. I think he'd be real effective in a Birdman type role. And then Amari, just in spot minutes. Like, I like Amari. Amari's been really fun. It's been a nice surprise. But the 20, you know, starting Amari and playing in big minutes is just not. It's not, you know, it's not really beneficial to this team right now. So, uh, but the whole problem is, does Whiteside accept that role? Like, where he comes off the bench with 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 blocks. Dude, that's awesome. Like, you, you, you'll get your big contract next year doing that. The problem is, will he accept that and will he not pout all day long? I, I think we know the answer to that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's not. A, that's yeah. a problem. Although he's been, don't ask me. Well, what do you think? Now I do want to ask you. <laughs> oh no, no, no! no in a perfect world, it makes sense. But I don't think he would buy into that, honestly. Of course not. In the last nine games, Boston and Hassan have played forty-eight minutes together. They're minus six point four per hundred possessions. It's, it's not been going well in the last nine games, and that includes them having a winning streak. That's great. <laughs> But see, and then when we talk about all this, and we, we we literally say, hey, there's a guy who could help the team by coming off the bench and doing everything, and then 
we know that he won't do. We all sit here and say, no, there's no way he'll accept that. But my thing is, what the hell has this guy earned? Like, for us to be like, oh, well, don't we... People to say, oh, you don't want to piss Hassan off going into free agency. F Hassan. Like, dude, accept oh. your role, and and if you don't want to accept it, get the hell out of Miami. Like, oh, but you to have me, to understand his position as well, which is I want a contract. Like, No, that, I don't understand his position. He was playing in the YMCA two years ago. That's the thing that bothers me so much, understand Hassan's position. Forget Hassan Whiteside. Like, listen, dude, like, Miami gave you this chance... All right, you you played very well off the bench. You've had some bright spots, but you're, you 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 are there's there's times you're a net negative, and you're not listening. You're not you're not following the protocol. All right, so you're gonna come off the bench. We're gonna play you 15, 20 minutes, and just go out there and give us everything you got. All right, and if he doesn't accept that, let him walk. But I, I think I think they are gonna let him walk. I, I don't think that's a dispute though. No, I'm saying no, I'm talking about the guy. The guys who are constantly arguing with me about it on Twitter no, and but other places. I agree with you. I'm just saying that to look at it, that's a tough ask for him, is what I'm saying. Why? Go that's back to the I YMCA. Told you. <laughs> but somebody's gonna like, give him money. <laughs> okay. Well, that, mon- I, I, that money's gonna come regardless. That's it's what more I'm about if he can operate in the space that we're gonna provide for him in terms of his role and if he's gonna embrace that and. Um, if he's not going to, then it becomes almost, in my eyes, I know that he only makes, what, 984K, but uh, it, it's got to not sit well to let that guy leave if he indeed is going to get $20 million a year um, and just let him walk for nothing. So then at that point, do you try to milk that, you know, milk the asset for something, you know what I mean, to get something for him? Correct. Exactly. Uh, I mean, no, yeah. nobody, nobody's going to – who would want to trade for that contract? I mean, Memphis is in the midst of a playoff hunt, and they they just went – you know, they lost Gasol indefinitely. So that might be a place where he could be uh, a viable rental. But you're right. I mean, the, the options but are then slim. You give him – you give them Hassan, and what do you get back? Mario Chalmers. It doesn't matter. That's when you guys. That's when you gotta throw, try. You have to say you want Hassan. You gotta take Dang, or you gotta take McBob, or you gotta take Birdman, right? And so you can take. But isn't isn't Birdman gone? Uh, is his contract expiring? Yeah. Next season. After this year. Yeah. Well, what do you need? That's... No, but that's what I'm saying. That's where you can get back a piece, somebody making a, a decent salary by including one of these guys with an expiring deal, and you can get back a piece because. But I'm saying the that if they're in up. a if they're in a playoff hunt. They can't be giving you useful things. It would have to be a three-team well, useful trade. Maybe... What are you saying, Brian? It had maybe... to be like a three-team trade with like Portland, where you can dump Portland's the salary to Portland. Them the up... well, why would Portland want a salary dump when they're well? They're, that's because they they don't have the. They're going to get charged money if they don't meet the salary cap level, which was what um that article that Alex Taylor was writing. What were you saying? I... Okay. I thought that the money gets equally dispersed amongst all of the players if they don't get to the to the salary floor. I thought they got a fine. No, that's not true. Oh, that's how Apparently I understood. Just, um, Brian, I you're just, you're, you're missing. Nikai, let's go. What were you saying? I said I think they just spread out the difference between whatever wherever they're at and the salary floor. They just disperse that to their players. So it's not really even a big of a deal as most people make it out to be. Okay. Yeah. So. But with. With a team like Memphis, I mean, if we could swap 
Dang and Whiteside for Jeff Green. Do you? What do you think about that? Why would you want to get rid of? Like, why, why do you want Hassan out so bad that you would give away Dang, who's possibly a, a return for him next season? Which it's not a bad person to have coming off your bench next season if you get a Batum, which I can't imagine Dang will command that much money. Um, who who probably likes it here and likes the organization, likes the culture, and likes the city. So why would you want to give up Dang for pretty much a wash of a year? Like they're not going to compete this year. I think we know that. I guess the bigger yeah. question is why would you want Jeff Green to begin with? Oh yeah, no, I I didn't even want to get into that. Was, yeah, but... that was just an example. That I'm not I'm not sitting here campaigning for Jeff Green. It's more about oh, um, you know Hassan Whiteside. Are you really going to let this play out? The, I mean, do you guys see this getting better? Do you see um, him embracing that role, or is it more likely that he becomes more disgruntled if he goes large stretches where he's not playing late in games, or if we, you know, get into a series where a team is going small and he doesn't get as many minutes? Um, I don't know. Uh, is that something that you want to deal with the rest of this season? Is it crazy? I mean, we may not have a choice. Is it crazy to think that this is kind of dependent on how much they win and how much the media? Uh, kind of lifts him up for that because I think he's the kind of guy who can be pretty easily influenced. So let's say he starts. Let's say he's they they keep him in this role, and they go on a some sort of substantive winning streak, like nine of ten or something like that, and then continued on success. And then the media writes about him. The media touts him about Hassan off the bench, perfect role, blah blah blah. I, don't you think that he'd kind of buy into that if he's still getting numbers? Yeah. So we should draft a story for Heepy. We should start drafting a story for Heepy. Done. Let's be the first. Let's break the story. <laughs> Support Hassan. Support Hassan. Hashtag I stand with. On a related note. Yes. Can I have a question. Yes. So, um, somebody brought up packaging, um, Dang and Whiteside. If you're gonna go that route, why not just package Dang Whiteside, McRoberts, and Birdman try to get Dwight? I wouldn't mind that. I don't like Dwight, but I'm not a big Dwight fan. But I wouldn't mind that at all. So why would Houston want that? I guess that's the big for Hassan. I think I think it's well, only for Houston, Hassan. Why would Houston want to? Because if uh, Dow Morey, he, I mean, he's a big. His whole thing is rim protection. Like that's why he thought, what was that that bum that they that's on the Pelicans now? Omar C. The guy they got from the Bulls. Omar C. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was so excited about getting Ashik because oh, he's a rim protector. I mean, let's give him another bum in Hassan and be like, hey, look at this. Shiny new bum. Take it. And then I... I (laughs) (laughs) All these deals... You guys are so mean. Calling Hassan a a shiny bum. He's a shiny new bum. (laughs) All these deals... All these deals are predicated on somebody thinking that, okay, Hassan Whiteside is a missing piece. And maybe Dal Morey thinks the side of white side is a missing piece. But if we're going to do that trade, I don't know what, how the salaries work. If, could we get Ariza back if we give them dang? Like, that's, that's what I want to say. Why would they give up Ariza for a guy that's not guaranteed to be here? Because he, shiny new bum, man. Like, you don't get it. <laughs> like, dude, he was in love with Omer Ashik. Like, look at Hassan. He's, like, bigger, dumber Omer Ashik. And he doesn't even look like Judge Reinhold. Shinier, shinier, Asik. Like he's just Adam's different, Omar Asik. He's different, <laughs> yeah, Omar he's very, very different. I mean, I, I always see these trades, and I always think, why would people want to take Miami's garbage? People. 
But see, the thing is, because you have to understand, you have to think that to a lot of people, Hassan Whiteside is not garbage. But we that contract, what, what are you going to get for that? That's the, that's the you thing. You, the have to, rights. you have to unload You have to unload a decent contract and say, here, we'll give you Hassan, but you have to take McBob off our hands. Or you have to take Dang, or you have to take Birdman. And then in return, you can get something with somebody with a decent salary back. To me, that's the way you go. No, but, but what, I'm, I, what I'm saying is that Hassan's contract doesn't have any special things attached to it so that there's no chance, like, there's no guarantee that they can resign like, him. But like these guys are saying with Memphis, with Memphis, yes. that, that might be the piece for this year. But why, would, for, why would Memphis want to do that when they know they're not winning? Why would they give up assets when they know that they can't win? Do they know that? I, I, I mean, do, do, do you think that John Hollinger's a moron? Like, they're not going to beat Golden State. Like, they know that. They couldn't be going yeah, to start for Saul. Sometimes you want to set the precedent that you're always going to try to win and put the best product on the floor that you can. And if you have your franchise center go down and you just need a quick fix, you need a Band-Aid for 41 games, um, maybe, you know, Whiteside becomes viable that way. Uh, and also, like, in terms of the Dwight Howard stuff, which I think is not going to, not going to happen, but... If you think Dwight is going to leave anyway, if he's going to opt out and walk, and you know he doesn't fit, maybe you try you you give Whiteside a tryout for forty games. Um, I think that that you have to kind of think of it from that perspective that teams may um, look at the counting stats that that Hassan continues to look at, and they think, well, maybe we can fit this guy in. Maybe it's a different scenario. Um, it wouldn't be the first time that a guy can flourish elsewhere. That's the best I've heard, the, the tryout thing. That, that would make sense a bit, but I digress. Man, it's tough, though. I mean, they're shopping him, and they can't move him. Nick, what were you saying? I said, James Harden and Hassan Whiteside in your locker room just <laughs> <sales>. <laughs> headlines and trouble and, and fun. Kardashian and everything else. And fun. Oh, he'll totally date a Kardashian. He'd eat that up. <laughs> Although I don't know, I don't know if they. That, I don't was, know if that they was a good. It. That was a good pun. He'd what? That's terrible. <laughs> what would he do, Johnny? He'd eat that up. What's wrong with that? Okay. Oh, oh, oh uh, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> wait, wait, I wait. did not do that on purpose. I have a sound However, effect. that ended up. I hate your sound effects. No, I hate them. It's so cheesy. And you're uh, so... No, you, can't, you can't do it. You can't do it five minutes after. Yeah, and number one, he's so fucking pleased with himself. Look at his stupid fucking face. <laughs> he's so happy, and he always does those. <laughs> and Brian, if you're gonna do it, just do it, because then you like build up to the. Sh it's like you know building up to something, and it's shit. Sorry. I I enjoyed it tremendously. Like that. <laughs> Don't awesome. encourage him. Brian, you're lying. You're lying. Keep up the good okay, work, pal. <laughs> don't, don't encourage him. It's all bad. I like listening to the Heat Twitter president. He's better than y'all. Exactly. Greater out. There's a reason. I, yep. There's a reason I won that election. Yeah. There's a reason yeah, why he had Jack. There's a reason. What a lame election, dude! You went up against Mike Scriba and like other people. Listen, they were viable candidates. Shit no, they weren't. <laughs> and you gave an anarchy yeah. speech. They didn't even Just show their birth certificates out. They couldn't even form complete sentences, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's like, somebody's like, Alf, you you wrote that, uh, you wrote that out first. I'm like, of course I did. I didn't want to sound like a jackass, like the rest of these guys. <laughs> oh, 
Speaking of writing things out, I want to slander somebody else again because I normally do that. Yeah, on every, every show. Who do you want to take out today? Dude, Tommy Tighe. Why, why, you, you guys, why do you dude, take out all the media members that Miami he, likes? Have you ever heard him on a Saturday on the radio? Yeah, dude. He Dude, it's like, he scripts, it's like he scripts out his entire show beforehand. I just think that's how it's mo- No, it's no, 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 no human being talks like that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. And you ever see what he looks like? I think Tommy... He, I looks think like a, he looks like a roadie for a 70s rock band. He's... No, dude. It he sounds like go he, away. It sounds like he writes his entire show in one of those, like, black and white spotted little <laughs> notebooks that you had in school. And then, like, mm-hmm. he reads it all out. <laughs> And he's, he's recording on, like, one of those mics that Brian has right there, but, like, really big. And he's wearing a, he's wearing a hat with a little press ticket into, inside of it. Yeah, come on. He, that guy is the worst. And then you put him and Zaslow together on a pregame show, and it's, it's kind of unlistenable. And I like Zaslow. Don't get me wrong. But hey, Zaslow, Zaslo, if you're listening, I love you. I think you're the best, dude. You're not. That's not going to work. No. You don't, have, you don't have tits. I'm trying, I'm trying to. I do. Actually, I'm pretty fat. I do have tits. Get that right. I mean, not George Taylor type tips. No. We got it. We got it. Got a campaign, man. They, they want a woman there to offset uh, Romberg's meatheadedness. You know what's funny is that I've said on I've said for years and written about and advocated for more women in sports media forever, and it's uh, it's been my undoing because I I won't be able to get that job because they want a woman. So yeah. I, I I thought hashtag I thought diversity. Hashtag inclusion. Hashtag diversity. Hashtag I can't be happy. Hashtag I hate my nine to five. <laughs> Hashtag Gianni to seven ninety. Yeah, dude. I would have so much more time to write and put out his weekly story. Yeah, because you'd be up at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, dude, that's terrible. I mean, I get up at five already for the radio show that I do now at, at FIU, but oof, it, getting up early stinks. Let me tell you. My thing is, if you need to bring a woman in because Romberg is such a disgusting meathead, how about you just get rid of Romberg? But I digress. Do you want to take anybody else out before we finish? I already took out Leroy, correct? You took, you take out Leroy every show. Yeah. <laughs> Elf just comes in like a wrecking ball. Just you took out everyone. you took out Leroy, you took out Tony Fiorentino, you took out poor Tommy Tyke. Tommy Tyke sucks. Anybody else? No, nah, I think everybody else. Ethan's cool mentions. Else. You just took out Ethan's mentions. <laughs> a jackass and Ethan's mentions. Have you, have you guys been listening to Ethan's show? I don't listen to Ethan's show. I, I have been. I listen to Dan on the way home. That's why I listen to podcasts. So I don't listen to Ethan. I re- I like Ethan's show, but uh, Mike Wallace, man. You oh, you took out Mike Wallace last show. He had Chris Perkins. Oh, did I? That guy's weird, oh. dude. Chris Perkins is kind of like quirky weird. No, he's a little ner- he's a little nervous son of a bitch. He just oh, he just <laughs> isn't my, my he? Parents always make fun of him. They always think he's on some sort of drugs because he's very twitchy and his eyes he's are a little, wide he's ass. A little open. Sh- He's a little shifty bastard. I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that on my ride home. I'm trying to trying to unwind from work, and I got this little nervous son of a bitch <laughs> on my radio talking about the dolphins and and stuttering. And I know yeah, he's his, I know he's sweating too. I know he's sweating. Well, his talk. heat stuff is his heat takes are not not formidable. He's definitely a dolphins guy. If he's any, do you dolphin takes are that good. Do you remember when um when they had the ceremony when LeBron came, and he had to buy time on that podium, like because he guess... was sweating. Oh my! Yeah, he was... <laughs> Poor Chris Perkins, dude. I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh man, Chris Perkins is not ready for this. No. Also, remember, he's like an Omar Kelly disciple. 
Oh, so no. if you ever wonder why he's complete trash, that's why. Nah. Omar Kelly's still he's like, up. He's like the son of trash. Where's so. Spoon, dude? Spoon used to take on Omar Kelly weekly. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Spoon. Boys, it has been it has been awesome. I do want to get some closing remarks. Uh, let's go one by one. Something, some note from the season that you would like to say or anything. Uh, Alf, let's start with you because you're on you're on a roll. Any closing remarks? Um, Tommy Tyke sucks. <laughs> no, but <laughs> when it comes to the Heat, uh, I, I I said a while ago that Benno was a nice surprise. I'm going to close with the fact that I love Beto Udra, and I want him to stay on this team forever. <laughs> I'm going to get an Udra jersey. No, no he's uh, no, I'm not because uh, I don't wear. Do you jerseys, own a jersey? No, I, I own like five Wayne wagers. Do you wear That's them? Why... No, listen. How old? How old is too old to wear a jersey? I got I got Andre Drummond shoulders. I can't wear a jersey. Oh, ew, that's gross. Really? Yeah. Yes. They're listen. hairy. Listen, it's my it's my private shame oh, that God, I just no. put out there. So you don't join Listen. in on making fun of him? No, I feel I, he's my brother in arms, Harry, Harry, Harry arms. You don't body shame him? Um, no, no. <laughs> Listen, it's something we're we're cursed with. All right, he's my brother. I want to talk to him, but no, <laughs> Benno is Benno is a man. I said that I love I. I I was really surprised by Benno. I said I was surprised by Amare. Um, I like Amare a lot. I don't want him playing more than 12 minutes a game. Um, if we can get something for TJ, peace TJ, um, because his haircut doesn't belong on my team. There are way too many barbers in South Florida for him to walk that haircut. It's embarrassing. Um, I'm tired of tired of talking about it. This guy. I told I told you guys he looks like he looks like Simple Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with it anymore. Um, Gerald Green better get his shit together, or I'm sending the flock a deal straight to his house with a two for one special. Um, and that's it, man. I like and all Heat Twitter, all Heat fans. The second half of the season, understand what a real basketball season is, season is like. It's not always LeBron James dunking all over everybody's head. It's not flying Death Machine and Cobra Dick and all that Heat parades and all that shit sometimes seasons go like this and you just got to enjoy the ride man that's it long-winded statement Lame. what <laughs> i barely talked this whole time yeah, right. my usage my usage percentage is way down dude you're like doing way no brian and i were talking before the show saying everybody needs like he's like do we need like a timer and i was like only for alf Leif, your closing remarks. Uh, my closing remarks are Hassan Whiteside will not even receive an offer in July from the Miami Heat if oh. he's still even on the team. Um, and watch for Omri Caspi. Omri, yo. Harrison. Uh, you guys made me drink tonight, so cheers. cheers. Uh, my beer's over here. Cheers, yo. My my heat season was made when Chalmers got traded, so that was the highlight of the year for me. Uh, thank God he's gone. Um, I also, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, I predicted 50 wins before the season, so that won't happen. I think like 44, 45 in the sixth seed seems like what's going to happen, and that'll work for me. So hope we make a couple moves to get better. Hope Bosch is healthy and maybe only misses a couple games. And 
it's been fun regardless. You don't win every game. I think he Twitter needs to understand that. That's a big misconception. They think you're supposed to, I mean, only the Warriors are supposed to win every game. So I wonder what Warriors Twitter is like when they lose. It's probably epically terrible. It's probably bearable. No, no, no. Epically terrible. Oh, I was like, they're probably so angry. <laughs> yeah. Nekios. Closing remarks there. Nekios. I, dude, dude, I, what I, was I, that? I've said your name five different ways. I'm so scared. I don't know how to do it. Nick, Nick Kio is the Greek god of heat Twitter. <laughs> Can that be his name? Ooh, like Greek that. god of heat Twitter? Nick yeah, Kios. change it from Middleton's intellectual. Intellectual. <laughs> Middleton's. I, I just might, actually. That sounds amazing. But, um, all I have to say is um, stagger the guards and stop standing for, you know, number three. So there we go. R.I.P. Your, men- your mentions. I know. Oh, right? Again? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Brian? I just want to see Winslow play more. Play I more. love this kid. I love this kid. Yep. Yep. Well, Man, we, we did not talk about it. Yeah, we didn't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we did not talk about it. Somehow that escaped. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Uh, Gentlemen, thank gentlemen, you so thank much you for so joining us today. It has been uh, – we had a hard way – a long way to get here, but we got here, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Greek god of E-Twitter, thank you for your maiden voyage. We hope to have you on again <laughs> with fewer problems. It was really fun. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, no, Gianni's, done, Gianni's done 10 guys before. Yeah, I, I, I've done ten guys before, so let me tell you well, all right, then. Let me tell you, he tw- no, you, you missed it. No, you missed it. Uh, <laughs> the the pre podcast was probably better than the actual podcast. The pre podcast was great. The uh, us waiting around in the in the in the Skype call for everybody to get here was just insanely good. Wait, uh, Nikias, did you ever hear us yell you when we came in? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear that? Oh, we cheered. Great. We were cheering, man. I know. We were hardcore. Oh, yeah, I heard. heard. It was like when Mike Baby came. Yeah, it was exactly it. <laughs> wow, slander. No, but we were all happy, it, though. Yeah, but it, But except you, you didn't disappoint us. You didn't disappoint us. Dude, Harrison got so drunk he fell off his Did bed. I was not leave. <laughs> he had one beer and he's done. <laughs> he dropped really turned off his light. He's so sick of us. Is he done with us? Hey, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, I can say it. Is it what? Does... Hot take alert. Does he have a hot take? Uh... <laughs> what you got to say, man? I can't say it. Yeah, I think he's going to be shy. What does he think of Hassan Whiteside? But I will say hey, what, what do you think of Hassan Whiteside? Whiteside. Whiteside is a... What is he? Bum. A bum. I can't know it. <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly what I was trying to get him to say, yo. <laughs> I swear so to God. Close. He was so close. And you I know what? Damn it. I think that's perfect analysis and a perfect what way to end. to say, Daddy? This cluster bleep so of a show. Gentlemen, thank you very much. You have always been helpful to Growing Heat Beat, and this has been a lot of fun. This has been your uh, Heat Beat a tweet Twitter roundtable cluster bleep. Uh, I have been your host, Giancarlo Navas. I've been joined by Brian Goins, Harrison Citroen, who has turned off the lights and fell off his bed. Uh, Heat Twitter president, Alf. Uh, we got Lefty Leif and the Greek god of Heat Twitter. Nikaios. Nikaios. Nikaios.
Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.